recording right now? Maybe. Maybe. You have to tell me, Michael. Yeah, we're recording. We're recording. Okay. You look so fresh. Did you pluck your eyebrows? No, I just, I, I used some of my special hair leave-in. I was consulting the Curly Girls, like, website to, Mm -hmm. you know, do my curly, like, get my curls in shape, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Right. Get your summer curls going. Yeah, I've been doing my co-wash routine. Oh, yeah. I can Mm -hmm. see you as a Mm co-wash kind of girl. Yeah. I've recently moved away from co-washing. I've realized that I need a little, something a little stiffer. A little stiffer. Yeah, Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. You're wearing beautiful cunt earrings right now. Yes, I'm wearing some beautiful pink plastic earrings that Michael got for me. They're big hearts that say cunt. Yeah. They're very fabulous. I got dressed up because Michael's going to take me to the grocery store after this. That's true. And you never know who you're going to meet at the grocery store. That's true. I went to this grocery store recently on a hike and I was wearing a shirt that is like a Dafyomi shirt that has Hebrew on it. And Mm -hmm. some dude rolled up to me and was like, let me try to read your shirt. And I was like... If you're trying to mac on me at the grocery store and your first move is like to not be able to read my Hebrew shirt, maybe you should have tried some other line. <laughs> oh, he wasn't like a nerd who was trying to geek out and be like, oh my God, no, Hebrew on your shirt. No, he was like an older Jewish dude who was like doing a maneuver. Enough said. I mean, hey, I love an older Jewish dude, but I was not receptive to being hit on. I'm counting on older Jewish dudes being like still a thing that's attractive, you know, 30, 40 years from now. Well, the good news is that no matter how garbage dudes are, they always seem to have infinite sexual cachet. So... I love it. I think you can trust that you'll be able to trade in on that for the foreseeable future. Great. I'm excited for that. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You should be truly sorry. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I feel like you are sorry. Instead of, like, feeling guilty about it, you just, like, do nice things for me. And that is actually much more useful than you feeling guilty about it. Mm, Yeah, yeah. You got to sublimate the guilt, guys. Yeah. Like, turn your sorry into cash. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Turn your sorry into cold, hard cash and give it to me. I should make one of those websites where you scroll down forever. Like to get to the secret information, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it was very like 2002. Yeah. Yes. Turn your transmisogynist guilt into cold hard cash. For a low, low price of $200 a month, I'll let you say the T word once a month. Wow. The T word. <laughs> Speaking of the T word. Talmud. Talmud. <laughs> wow. That was a good one, Michael. That. Thank you. I can thank see you. why you are the more popular host on this show. I am so popular. All the envies out there. It's true. So is it time? Should we transition to? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna. It's you know. no. Put it in. It's fine. <laughs> That's very authentic trans Jewish humor. Is just to let's say trans really loudly in every word it occurs in. So Michael wanted to talk about a little sugya, a little section from Pirkei Avot because it's a time where we're all thinking about you know. Abolishing the police, mm-hmm. abolishing capitalism, the revolution. I mean, we're all always thinking about that. Hopefully, yep. all our listeners of this show are always thinking about that. If not, step your pussy game up, bitch. So there's this really great little sugya in Pirkei Avot, chapter two. Pirkei Avot is like this great, it's like greatest hits of the Talmud. It's not super long. It literally means probably like sayings of our forefathers, but as someone I think several queers have beautifully pointed out to me, 
another valid translation is daddy issues. <laughs> Whew. Okay, I just want to say something about Pirkei Avot. Please do. I know very little about Pirkei Avot, and therefore I will tell you my opinion on it. <laughs> That's a very manly of you. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying to live up to my current presentation, people. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. so the thing with Pirkei Avot is... I associate it with like hippy, dippy, like happy, optimistic Jew- Jews. Who like, right. Like it's just one of the things that they'll say. It's very West Coast. It's very West Coast. And we are very East Coast bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I just, I instinctually hate it. Mm. So help me. Right. Not Which hate is wrong it. because like it's great. It's not Pierre Avot's fault that the West Coast is what it is and if you don't like that then let me know how that lands for you yeah in our email inbox deal with it people (laughs) uh yeah so we're just going to talk about this little doodly boo okay so we're in the woo woo section of the Talmud. yeah yeah we're in the woo woo like great dope quotes section of the talmud just like top 40 of all time talmud quotes okay great so let me just read the original text that first part just means be precise regarding the authorities because they do not befriend someone except for their own needs. They don't bring someone close, literally is how it's put. The authority, whatever it is in your time, mm-hmm. doesn't bring you close unless it's for its own needs. Does the word authority in this context also refer to like the Beit Midrash, the authority of the rabbis? Or is this just Right. Only... I think that's a good question. I mean, the word here is uh, Rashut, which could mean any kind of authority. For instance, the political head of the diasporic community in Talmudic times was called Raish Galuta. You can hear Raish and Rashut. They're mm-hmm. like the same root there. The root just means head at its most literal level. So it could refer to any kind of authority. But what about in context? What's what's the most? Mm, in context, I would say it's probable that it's referring to secular political authority. Mm-hmm. In context, it's most likely it's referring to Roman political authority. Interesting. And and so the procedure is to be precise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be precise. The root, Zayin, Hey, Reish, that we have here to mean precise is also related to like being brilliant or being clear. So it's like be very lucid, maybe is even an interesting way to translate it. Like be perfectly lucid about the authorities. That can be just the simple idea of be smart. The authorities yeah. are are not in it for you. Slightly more uh, flashy way to put it is know your rights. Like be <laughs> lucid about. Yeah. Yeah. I think like know your rights and know what the relationship between the governed and the governor is, mm-hmm. you know, like just understand. I mean, you could think of this as like have a tight material analysis of your position in every situation. What? material analysis i know i know i'm not really a materialist but i play one on the radio i don't know those cunt earrings are pretty glamorous (laughs) i feel like you're a materialist i'm a material girl but i'm not a materialist i'm a materialist you're a material okay i see you're a material materialista you just wish that we weren't living in a material world exactly i'm a little bit too transcendent to be a marxist but you're too beautiful frankly i know no offense 
Full offense. <laughs> Some of my best friends are Marxists. Full offense. Full offense. Okay, so let's continue our little journey. Okay. Okay, so here's a little more of the text. Nirin keo havin bishaat hanaatan wuein omdin lo la adam bishaat dachko. They seem like friends. We're going to return to this word that means friends later. But this is more common to translate it as friends. They seem like friends in the hour that's good for them, but they don't stand for a man in his hour of tribulation. Ooh. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting about just the word that's used here to mean friends, ohavin, is that it comes from the root meaning love. Like ahava is like how we say love in Hebrew. So like, I think especially in modern Hebrew, it has a more broad valence of going anywhere from love to like. But definitely in other contexts, this word means lovers. Not strictly. I'm not saying it strictly means lovers. I'm just saying it can be read both ways. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So they seem like they love you. They seem like they love you. When it's an hour that's good for them, but they don't stand by a yid in his hour of tribulation. This is very, this like instantly reminds me of gay bashing. Say more. Like they hate you, they love you, but they hate you. Like the authority, like kind of, oh, yeah, like well, the psychosexual reasons why cops are assholes. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I mean, I think this is, there's a couple valences in which this is, makes sense. Like there's this situation of like one of the reasons that trans women get murdered so much by our lovers. It's not because they hate us. It's because they hate their own attraction to us. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they hate our beauty and glamour. And I think a similar thing like America, American culture wouldn't exist, wouldn't have any of its good shit without the cultural production and brilliance of black people. Mm -hmm. But black lives are like not valued by American culture. This is very controversial, so I'm sure you'll love it. Mm -hmm. But I think this also, like, this really happened with drag. Like, I feel like trans women really made drag what it is, and now I feel like there's sort of a sanitized version of drag that's popular amongst the cis queers that, like, is actually very exclusive of trans women. Like, I think drag can be great. I'm not anti-drag in general, mm -hmm. but just I feel like there was this moment in the 80s and 90s where trans women were really pushed out of the gay community to be in our own little world. And yet the gay community still benefits both from our political struggle and our cultural production. Whoa. Yeah. Deep and I, cuts. I mean, this is totally true of, for instance, like the white labor movement, like the white labor movement really benefited from the political struggle of black labor activists, mm -hmm. but then didn't act with reciprocal solidarity when it came to black struggles for justice. So I think this brings up a really interesting point. I wasn't thinking about this at all, but it's important to know the ways in which each one of us has benefited from a situation in which like our ancestors political or by blood were acting like this at yeah, some point okay. you know people use people and then discard them sometimes right. without even they don't have it. solidarity they don't have solidarity they don't have solidarity this is a lesson saying like if you act in this way if you're not acting with political solidarity you're acting like the ruling authority so like be precise in your shit be precise be precise know your rights what else anything else yeah, be precise, fully analyze the political consequences of every situation, 
um, act in solidarity. Just know who's your ally, who's your comrade, who's your accomplice, and who's not. I kind of wonder in America what Jews of various stripes visceral reactions to police and the carceral state is. Yeah. Well, I think it runs a huge gamut. First of all, there's plenty of black Jews who have like a unique relationship to the carceral state all their own. And then there's plenty of white Jews who span the gamut of like trying to be allies to the black struggle to like people who are like putting police in their synagogues. You know, I think historically the white Jewish community has not had a particularly scintillating analysis of the prison industrial complex. Well, shit, guys, go out there and have a better analysis about the prison industrial complex. Yeah, that's a lesson from our podcast today. That's straight out of the Talmud. Straight out of the gay Talmud. Act in solidarity. Act in solidarity. Remember who else's struggles you've benefited from. Don't be naive about authority yep. figures. Stay clear. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, that's great. I think that's good for our Talmud section. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, Michael. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hava. What's, what's up? What's up with your Jewish journey? Oh, God, I was afraid. What's the deal, Pickle? I was scared about this question this week. (laughs) Do you feel like you didn't have much going on Jewishly or you had so much? I feel like a Hasidic Jew trying to map the minutia of my life onto, like, God's intent and shit. You're, like, trying to find God in everything, which is a very Hasidic vibe, a mood. But also I'm just trying to find God in the shit that I did this week so that I have something to say to this segment you know right right but you know i did some stuff i did some stuff yeah you took care of your beautiful hair i took care of my beautiful curly hair which some people think of as stereotypically jewish hair that's true i'm i'm going curly guys i'm, I'm growing it out I want well to... you've always had curly hair but you're just spending a lot of time like working on it oh yeah i'm working the curls michael wants to have bernadette peter's hair yeah basically. which i think is totally within his reach like i think he has the raw materials she's a quadruple threat she really is so yeah i'm working on my hair mm-hmm. i am flirting with a defense attorney for juveniles does that count well tell me about how that's jewish for you other than that you are a jew doing it well she's fighting authority mm-hmm, right? right which was topical and i'm very selflessly <laughs> offering yourself up as a sacrifice as a sacrifice to <laughs> to fuel her yeah to fuel her exactly yeah yeah i get that i mean i do feel like your attraction to powerful women is like a jewish thing or like plays off a jewish stereotype right mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. have like an overbearing mother and then like you become attracted to like incredibly powerful women like Mm me and yeah like hava like that's true Mm. it's a vicious cycle guys i know i know i broke up with you for your own good i I know i know (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) you were like you're not weak enough and i'm like that's fine Uh, you're not powerful enough for me oh my gosh damn michael so rude i'm just throwing some shade what have i ever done but be kind to you you foolish bitch. Uh, well, there you go. Okay, well, what other Jewish things have I done? Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the segment that we're going to do mm-hmm. and reflecting on my own conception of police Yeah, that was taught to me indirectly by my parents through my older brother. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, police suck. <laughs> and I think that came from being a Jew in the Soviet Union and mm. just... Your family sort of had a natural anti-government. Natural anti-government. Vibe. 
Yeah. But now it seems like now that they're in America, they're sort of like, it's not as bad here as it was there. So we just want to chill. Like, we don't want to be in a confrontational relationship with the authority anymore. It's like a shell-shocked reaction, right? It's not as bad. So, like, don't move. Because if you move, you might, like... Yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely not, like, It's a defensive... No, no, they're not. No, 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 no. Because there are definitely... There are plenty of Jews who are, like you know, immigrants or whatever. I saw a post the other day about a survivor of the Shoah who was like very involved in Black Lives Matter protests to Mm -hmm. the extent that she could be. So there's a a variety of responses to that immigrant experience. And there are some Russian Jews who have the total opposite response because they're like, wow, it's so much better here. Right, America is so great. Capitalism is wonderful. Mm -hmm. This is the first place I'm able to make money. You know, everything is hunky-dory. Right. You know, I know some of those people. They're a strange breed. Yeah. And I've been like having the hypothetical debates that I don't want to have in real life with these people that I know. Mm -hmm. Like, what would that person say? How would this person justify this to themselves, you know? Right, right. Are you going to light Shabbat candles this evening? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that I'm Do you want to? I kind of, I want to do something this evening. I want right. to do something. It feels nice, you know. It does feel to nice. Do, especially feel in this, nice. like, time is such a vague concept right now. Yeah. So it feels good to stake a claim. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you reading? Did you finish God is Everything? I don't want to talk about my reading right now. <laughs> I'm working. I'm you're just, behind on your I'm reading I'm really list. behind. I'm well, really behind. Well, that's very Jewish in itself. Okay. Like, oh, you're Jewish? Like, tell me about all 10 books that you're not reading right now. Yeah. That's just, I feel guilt about it. So there you go. Yeah. That gives me credibility. Guilting the lily. <laughs> I am a lily. I wanted to tweet that earlier this week, but I didn't. No, so it's cute. I saved it's it cute. for the podcast. How about your Jewish journey, Hava? Yeah, Let's just get how a is my chunk ju- of yours. Oh, yeah, the, turn, the turntable. I'm going to turn it around a little bit. Oh, I just realized I didn't pray today because I've been so busy. You bitch. I know. It's very fucked up. Oh, no. Um, my Jewish journey has been interesting recently. I went through a sort of bad bout of anxiety and depression in the past week. So mm-hmm. it definitely suffered a little bit because of that. And I try to do like Shabbats without using my phone, but then it's just like I'm fucking alone in the house. Like it's really hard to do Shabbat by yourself. So I'm trying to be gentle with myself, but it's hard. And I'm like spending energy trying to like continue perpetuating this Talmud school that I've created with Binya, but I also just, I just feel really inadequate. So I feel you. (laughs) I feel really inadequate as a Jew, which I think I'm someone who people see as like a big Jew, you know? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. hopefully it can be encouraging for anyone listening. BBJ as they call it. Yeah, exactly. For anyone listening to this, if you think that I'm good at doing Jewish stuff, just know that I also feel inadequate. So you're in good company. (laughs) But, you know, I don't always feel inadequate. It's just, you know, it comes and goes. I'm working on it. Your average is like powerful, confident. I know. I think I'm in a phase in my life where I'm... For most of my life, my average state has been self-hating. And I'm like right on the barrier now where I'm crossing into being more self-loving than self-hating. It's still not like a strong majority of the time, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I'm like just crossing over the 50% mark. I'm like three steps behind you and and it feels good to be getting close to that line. Yeah. Yeah. Won't talk over the line. Cool. Let's wrap it. Okay. Um, listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was encouraging. 
Um, if you have any questions, email us at hi, how are you at gmail.com. Or you, if you're a patron, you can call us on the Talmud hotline. You can follow me on Twitter at hi, how are you? Or follow Michael at Miss Figured. Mm-hmm. And yeah, please join my Patreon. Yeah. And if we get to 60 patrons, do we make the Talmud hotline public? Yeah. If we get to 60 patrons, we'll make the Talmud hotline public. Wow. So then, okay. I great. definitely want all you listeners, you know, if you're able to be contributing to things like bail funds and the Elkor project and all kinds of cool black focused black led projects for black liberation. But I also would love it if you join my Patreon because it's how I stay alive. And I'd love to continue to be able to support all of us by making humorous Talmudic content. Cool. All right. And I will see you all next week. Whenever you say that, I feel like you're about to go into a bossa nova song. Yeah, I know. I'm very sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, nah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just wicked hot. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah. Cool. Um, bye. Bye.